Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Right now, taking a look at some of the top takeaways upon further review of the Jaguars' win. Come from behind win over the Baltimore Ravens in Jacksonville on Sunday. Big Week 12 victory to get the Jaguars to 4-7. Um, just a massive win for, for a lot of reasons. A much-needed win at this point in the season. The Jaguars have now won two out of their last three contests. And they're looking at this back back uh, seven games of the year as an individual season unto its own. And they're trying to get hot. They're trying to compete. They're trying to get into the playoffs. Will they be able to do that? We don't know yet, but we're going to get into the top takeaways from the Jaguars come from behind wind over the Baltimore Ravens. We'll do it right now. I'd like to remind you to follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. You can also hit the notification bell. Really appreciate your support. Could not be doing this without y'all, without y'all tuning in, hitting that like button and, um, and being here. So means the world to me. Starting off with the quarterback, I mean, where else can you start, right? Trevor Lawrence. This is a player who has arrived. That is my takeaway from this game. I've kind of believed that over the last couple weeks already. But looking at what he did in this contest, the numbers are great, right? 29 of 37 for 321 yards and three scores with no interceptions. That's great. 129.8 rating. Over the last three games, right, completing 77% of his passes with six touchdowns, no interceptions, over 800 yards in the last three games. But for me, it's about the adversity that Trevor Lawrence faced in this game. And, and the Jaguars team as a whole faced a lot of adversity. But Trevor Lawrence faced adversity in this contest. You lose your best offensive weapon in Travis Etienne on the very first drive, right? Um, and, and he was the engine for the Jaguars offense for a lot of the last month. You lose him on the very first drive. You got to overcome that. And the second half, Trevor Lawrence had some mistakes now. And we're going to look past them. Most people are because of the end result, but he fumbles the ball at the very end of the third quarter, setting the Ravens up with great field position. Ravens score a touchdown. Trevor's able to overcome that. He's able to lead the Jaguars back down the field for another touchdown drive in the fourth quarter. Then you have Trevor Lawrence. He he fumbles it again in the fourth quarter. Um, trying to get rid of the football. Left side of the field. Uh, I think both of those plays, Trevor held on to the ball for too long. A lot of people have kind of thrown the offensive line under the bus for those plays, but I would not. If you go back and watch how long Trevor Lawrence has the ball in his hand, he needs to get rid of it quicker or escape. He didn't do that. But 
didn't matter. Came right back. Kept balling. Kept throwing dimes down the field. Then, on a third and eight, he's rolling outside the pocket, rolling towards the left sideline. Throws a ball that should not have been thrown. Hits Geno Stone right in the hands, right in the chest. Ravens had an opportunity to turn the, turn Trevor Lawrence over on that one. They didn't do it. Trevor Lawrence continues to take advantage of the opportunities he's given. Continues to stare adversity in the face and not care. Continues to just throw darts all over the field. On third down, on fourth down. In the clutch. Jags are down by one point. 14 seconds left after scoring a touchdown on a beautiful throw to Marvin Jones. What do they do? Doug Peterson's like, you know me, I'm going for two. I'm going for the win. Screw overtime. Put the ball in Trevor Lawrence's hands again. They get a one-on-one with Zay Jones on the left side. Trevor Lawrence believes in his guy, throws it out there, puts it out there perfectly. Zay hauls it in. Jaguars win. So it's not just about the the efficiency that Trevor's playing with, the accuracy that he's throwing with. I thought the fact that he made mistakes and overcame those mistakes in this contest. And look, the Ravens allowed him to over to to overcome those mistakes by not capitalizing on some of the turnover-worthy plays that Trevor had in this game. But for him to not lose confidence, for him to keep fighting and really just again He was dropping dimes all over the field in the second half. He put the team on his back. And obviously, big credit to his receivers, Zay Jones, Michael Hastie, Christian Kirk, Jamal Agnew, Marvin Jones, all made big plays for the Jaguars in this one as receivers. But Trevor Lawrence, he's arrived. And the other thing I really love about this, so far through through week 12, Um, In the NFL season, I know there's a game left this evening, but through 12 weeks, Trevor Lawrence is now third in the NFL in in terms of quickest time to throw. And what does that mean? It means, for one, the Jaguars are designing their offense for Trevor to get the ball out quickly, uh, which is not a big surprise under Doug Peterson and with the current group of skilled players that the Jaguars have. But it also means that he's getting it. It's clicking. He is processing information incredibly quickly and getting the ball out really fast. Again, he led the NFL in time to throw yesterday in terms of the quickest time to throw. 2.3 seconds was his average time to throw. And on the season, he's third in that stat, which just shows you the mental development, the hard work that he's putting in behind the scenes to really master this offense. And you're seeing the results over the last three games, and the Jaguars are 2-1 and over the last three. Love to see that from Trevor Lawrence. He's arrived, guys. He's here. He's your Jaguar starting quarterback as long as the as long as he as long as he can can do it. Jaguars got to keep him around. This guy is playing unbelievable football. This is the generational talent that you expected to see when he was drafted out of Clemson. Things didn't work out in year 1 for obvious reasons and getting into year 2, there's been some ups and downs, but you're now talking about a quarterback who's played winning football in 7 of the 11 games the Jaguars have played this year. As a second year quarterback, first year in a new system, Trevor Lawrence is playing great ball. Love to see it. Second takeaway, pressure bursts pipes. Um I thought Josh Allen, Dewan Smoot Um, Devon Hamilton and Arden Key, they all did a really good job of making Lamar Jackson uncomfortable in this game. 
Josh Allen had six pressures led the way in that category, and it's not just that he got pressure. Three of those pressures directly led to Lamar Jackson incompletions on third down. That's what you want to see. That's how pressures impact the game. When you're getting pressures that are forcing the quarterback to release the ball quickly, faster than he would like, making him throw an inaccurate ball. Josh Allen did that three times. Devon Hamilton, he stuffed Lamar Jackson and forced a fumble. Dewan Smoot was getting pressure. Arden Key was getting some pressure as well. The Jaguars' pass rush did a much better job in this contest than they had than they did against the Chiefs. And I know that Lamar Jackson, he was able to um, kind of avoid some of the edge pressure and run up the gut for some big plays. He ran the ball 14 times for 89 yards. Uh, but I thought Josh Allen was great. I thought overall the interior could have done a better job limiting some of those Lamar Jackson runs up the middle, but we're talking about Lamar Jackson. It's tough to do that. I, I think that the Jaguars pass rush did the job yesterday. And that's what you want to see. You want to see Josh Allen making it difficult for opposing quarterbacks. Now, one thing I will say is that Trayvon Walker, based on the numbers, did not register a single quarterback pressure despite um, despite 29 pass rush snaps, zero quarterback pressures. He did draw a flag late in the game on a play that would have led to a quarterback pressure. Left tackle just was holding on for dear life as Trayvon was trying to beat him around the edge, use a little uh, rip move at the end to finish the pass rush, and the, the left tackle just held on for dear life. But um, overall, I think that the Jaguars' pass rush did a, did a better job today than normal. But I will tell you, the defense is still worrisome. I'm not just pumping sunshine and rainbows out here. We've got to be honest here. Because the Jaguars are a team talking about trying to make the playoffs at 4-7. and seven. The defense is still a problem. Um, I think some of, the, some of the calls that come down from Mike Caldwell do not make sense to me. You're talking about sending three rushers at Lamar Jackson. And those three rushers are Foley Fatukasi, Devon Hamilton, and Roy Robertson-Harris. And you're expecting him to not be able to find someone down the field. The Jaguars gave him a launch pad to find a Sean Jackson down the field on that 62 yarder. Hated that. Hated it. And the, the bottom line is the Ravens were a couple of missed opportunities away from being in the 35 to 40 point range in terms of their score. A team that doesn't have outside receiving threats was a couple of missed plays away from dropping 35 to 40 points on the Jaguars. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty-nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty-nine dollars a pound all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That's not good enough. It's not good enough. 
Overall, I think they did a pretty good job stopping the run. Again, Lamar Jackson, though, kind of breaks that. Kind of breaks the math on that. Um, so it's a defense that still has a lot of issues, in my opinion. I think still left cornerback is a massive problem. I think the space in between the linebackers and the safeties in these zones has been problematic. You've seen tight ends just absolutely eviscerating the Jaguars. Josh Oliver, former Jaguar Josh Oliver, four receptions, 76 yards, a touchdown. Mark Andrews, four receptions, 50 yards, two-point conversion. Those guys absolutely destroyed the Jaguars' middle-of-the-field coverage. That's worrisome. Again, the left cornerback spot's worrisome. I think that the pass rush is up and down. It's a little bit worrisome. The linebacker play has been a little bit up and down. It was up in this game. Thought Foye Lewican played his best game as a Jaguar. But the defense still has a lot of problems. And for them to do what they're trying to do, which is make the playoffs in 2022, they're going to have to play better. They're going to have to cover better. Mike Caldwell is going to have to call the game better. Will they do that? I'm not sure. You've got the Lions coming up next. And the Lions have one of the best offenses in football. And the Jags cannot afford to lose a game. You cannot afford to fall to 4-8 and eight as a team that thinks they're competing for the playoffs. You can't do it. you got to beat the Lions in Detroit. So the defense is still worrisome for me. Now, Getting back to some more of the positives from this big win, and it was a big win against a Ravens team that's seven and three, statistically one of the best teams in football. DVOA, one of the best teams in football. Lamar Jackson is one of the most dangerous players around, if not the most dangerous player in the league. So props to the Jaguars. We're going to get back on some positives here. Zay Jones is a player who has been under some scrutiny. The Jaguars signed him to a starter's contract, $8 million per year, 24 over three years. He had his best game as a Jaguar, by far. 14 targets, 11 receptions, 145 yards, in the game-winning two-point conversion. He was awesome. Uh, he had a couple of plays where he and, and Trevor didn't quite hook up, and I think a couple of those were actually the son made him lose the ball. At least one of those happened on the, on the right side of the field. But he was catching balls all over the place. Seven first downs for Zay Jones for the Jaguars offense. He was masterful. So what's the takeaway here? And, I'm, and I think Marvin Jones was as clutch as can be as well. Do the Joneses need to have roles in the Jaguars offense in 2022? Excuse me, 2023. We know Zay Jones is under contract through 2024. So he's going to be here. Marvin Jones is not under contract beyond 2022. So my my thought here is entering entering this season, I thought that Zay Jones needed to be replaced as kind of right now he's probably the Jaguars' second target. Once they get Calvin Ridley in here, he will be the Jaguars' third receiving option. 
a lot of folks want the Jaguars to go out and invest more in the position to kind of bump Zay Jones down to maybe being the Jaguars like fourth receiver or 3A or 3B. And I've kind of thought about that too. Like I think if you went and got a receiver early in the draft next year, that could really elevate this offense because I still think that there's some some pieces missing on this offense beyond just getting Calvin Ridley in here. And again, Marvin Jones, his contract is expiring. But are these receivers playing at a high enough level that you think you you just roll with Zay Jones as your three and you bring Marvin Jones back on a cheap deal because he's 33 years old, but he is absolutely a clutch playmaker? I don't know. I think what we're going to have to see over these next six games for the Jaguars, how do Zay and Marvin continue to play? Because if they continue to play how they did against the Ravens on Sunday, I don't know how you're not comfortable with them moving into 2023. Comfortable with Zay being your third guy and comfortable with trying to bring Marvin Jones back on a, on a cheap veteran deal because he wants to be here and play with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. So that's just a little bit of a thought, a little bit of uh, something I'm going to be watching throughout the rest of the season very specifically. Do those two guys have enough? Or do you need to go add a, a receiver in the first or second round? I'll be watching that for sure. And speaking of players wanting to play for Doug Peterson, my final takeaway is that Doug Peterson is an elite coach in the NFL. I knew he was a good coach. I knew he was a very good coach. Coach that players respected, a coach that knew how to draw up offenses, knew how to scheme things really well on the offensive side of the ball, knew how to work with quarterbacks and get the most out of them. But And an aggressive coach, no doubt about it. And he is all of those things. But I think the best thing about Doug Peterson is his ability to effectively communicate with and relate to his players. He knows when to push. He knows when to get on them, when to demand more. He knows when to pull back a little bit. He just knows how to be an effective leader and an effective communicator. And you have Dewey going out after the game and saying, I would die for Doug Peterson. I would go to war with Doug Peterson and I would die for Doug Peterson. Is that hyperbole? Maybe. But the point stands. Like Players love Doug Peterson. And you see a lot of coaches that are really talented with the X's and O's, right? Not all of those coaches are able to lead the way Doug Peterson is able to lead. And he believed in his players yesterday in a big way. That two-point conversion at the end of the game, they came through for him. I think he believes in his players, and I think Trevor Lawrence believes in the players as well. And I think Doug Peterson, I'm done saying he's a pretty good coach. I'm done saying he's a really good coach. I think Doug Peterson is an elite coach in this league. What does he bring to you? He brings great leadership, great communication. The players love him. He brings a great offensive structure. He brings an ability to effectively groom quarterbacks, and he brings an aggressive mindset. And it's not just aggressive for being the sake of being aggressive. It's calculated. Analytics are behind some of this stuff, some of these decisions. I think Doug Peterson is an elite coach in this league. 
I think this Jaguars roster still has a ways to go. I don't think they're there yet. I think looking at 2023, maybe you could get there in terms of being a legitimate contender. But you're going to have to upgrade this roster to do so. And you're going to have to keep developing. And you have seen development throughout the season. No doubt about it. Jaguars have won two out of their last three against the Raiders and Ravens. Came up just short against the Chiefs in a game that they should, they were right there in it. Ended up losing by 10, but a few mistakes. And uh, the Jaguars would have been right in that contest with the Chiefs. So happy with the way that things are going in Jacksonville. I think you're moving in the right direction. Doug Peterson is a great, great coach. Still worried about the defense. If you're talking about getting into the playoffs, if you're talking about beating the Lions next week, that has the potential to be a shootout in Detroit. But those are my top takeaways. Again, Trevor Lawrence has arrived. Pressure burst pipes. I think the Jaguars pass rush got the job done. I do still worry about the defense, and I'm going to be watching Zay Jones and Marvin Jones the rest of the year, seeing if maybe they should bring Marvin Jones back. Maybe Zay Jones should be the third option at receiver for the Jaguars. We'll check it out. And then, of course, Doug Peterson is an elite head coach. Those are my top takeaways from the Jaguars. 28-27 to thriller of a victory over the Baltimore Ravens in Week 12. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Make sure to hit the like and subscribe button. You can also go check out GenJag.com. We've got a Victory Monday sale going on. 30% off all hats. And you can become a channel member here on YouTube. Get a lot of cool perks. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Happy Victory Monday. Enjoy it, Duval. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.